number one is developing this foundation of hospitality, creating a culture of welcome. Number two is putting together your standards of excellence. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. How do you define hospitality in relationship to your customers or clients? Does your organization provide a black tie experience to your customers and clients? Or is it more just like business casual? Do you want to know the four-step approach in providing a consistent black tie experience? My guest today is Bob Pakanofsky, who's been an entrepreneur for 25 years, primarily in the hospitality industry. Bob and his team has created over 7,000 meetings, events, receptions, and had one opportunity to create both a wow experience and a lasting impression on his clients and guests. Now as a keynote speaker and strategic trainer, he uses his two decades of working in the trenches to teach companies how to focus on service excellence and hospitality to cultivate more loyal and raving clients and employees, aka brand ambassadors. This, in turn, improves revenue, productivity, retention, and engagement for any organization, as well as its bottom line. When this happens, you create a black tie experience that becomes memorable and habit-forming. Bob has worked with organizations in industry like travel, tourism, healthcare, hospitality, association management, attractions, banking, accounting, and more. He has also achieved professional membership in the National Speakers Association and is past president of the Pittsburgh chapter. Bob wanted to do something different in this interview. So he incorporated a cooking demonstration to explain his four-step approach to achieving the black tie experience. If you'd like to see the unedited video version of this podcast, you can find it on my YouTube channel, The Accidental Accountant. And while you're there, why don't you just subscribe to the channel? So before we get to the interview, let's take care of a few housekeeping things. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? 
Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders. A story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to the interview with Bob Pakanovsky. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is going to be one of the most unique podcast interviews I've ever done. And if by chance, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel and you can watch the video because I'm interviewing my good friend, Bob Pakanowski, the black tie experience. He's wearing a tuxedo. I'm in a tuxedo, but better yet. And I have to figure out why we're here. But I'm interviewing Bob in his kitchen. So first and foremost, Bob, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, out of your cooking schedule to spend some time with me on my podcast. Oh, my pleasure, Peter. Thanks, uh, thanks for the invite. Uh, okay. So the obvious question I, ha- I need to ask is, why are we in your kitchen? <laughs> A great question. And, you know, 2020, I don't, I don't want to replay it, but... One of the things is, as a keynote speaker and trainer, and you know, my uh, my world got shut down like yours and, and others, and so you know, we need to move this virtual format. And, and after about two or three months, I realized that I was starting to get a little fatigued with with the virtual formats. And and what can I do differently? And and, and honestly, I, I was working on this in the last couple of years, thinking I could bring this to an in-person event. Because I have two passions. I, I, have, I have a plumber passions, but two of the passions that I have, Peter, one is talking, speaking, teaching, coaching on customer service experience. That's what I'd love to do. Mm-hmm. But my second one, based on my entrepreneurial background, is food. So for over 20 years, I owned restaurants, uh, an event and catering operation. And while I wasn't the, the chef, I owned the companies. I, I, I learned a lot about food and learned how to cook by watching, listening, asking questions, observing my, my chefs, my cooks. And after I sold my company, I started looking at this and I thoroughly enjoyed cooking so much so I was like, well, why don't I combine now in the virtual world two of my passions, food and customer service, and put them together to create both the black tie customer and now culinary experience. So I'm in my kitchen, ready to cook with you. Oh, that that is so cool. And I know over the years we have talked about, we share that same passion of cooking. I mean, I'm Greek. I was raised in restaurants. I remember cooking in the back of my uncle's diner. I don't know, maybe at the ripe old age of eight. 
So I've always, I've always had this love of, uh, of cooking. And now that you're going to do this, I'm even more excited. You said you had a surprise for me. So when I asked you to, to interview you, but you didn't tell me, and I appreciate that because I, I love this. I mean, you've got me excited about what you're about to do. So thank you for holding that suspense out for me. This is going to be fun. Well, thank you. So what are we going to do? What are you going to do? Okay, well, so first today, and those of you that are on the YouTube channel, you'll be able to see my setup. I, you know, you see, I have some sauteed pans in front of me. Now I'm using some butane burners because my stove is actually behind me. But if I cook from my stove, all you would see is my back. Not a great interview. So I have my counter here in my kitchen. I have everything set up. And I, I didn't realize this, but February is Heart Healthy Month across America. So I have this heart healthy recipe that is just, I mean, it's really tasty. My wife and I found it uh, I, or just a few years ago. I added some things to it. And it uses ingredients like extra virgin olive oil. Okay, great. Fresh vegetables. I have squash and zucchini here. I have red and orange bell peppers along with onions. I have walnuts that are going to be toasted in it. I have a low-fat mozzarella cheese. Now, it's served with pasta. Oh, and I have fresh spinach. Okay, so everything about this is really heart-healthy. Now... Typically, you serve it with a whole wheat pasta. Okay. okay. But this is the black tie experience. So we're using bow tie pasta today. Okay. I, I, why didn't I see that coming? I mean, that's why. So, but I, I'm glad you did that because I, I think before you start cooking, I want you to talk about the black tie experience, about that other passion that you have. Well, and, and, and so I'm going to tie this in, no pun intended, but think about this. When, or, or when you go out to eat, Peter, or you're making food at home, you want to create not just the food itself, but you want to create a wonderful dining experience or enjoy a wonderful dining experience. So the food has to be quality, just like our customer service has to be quality. Okay, that's the basics. But what are those other little things you're going to do during the course of the time frame, that are going to create this memorable experience that you can't wait to tell others about. So what are those little touches that you're going to provide your guests when you bring people over for a, for a dinner party? It's going to be the wine, the hors d'oeuvres, the table decor. Maybe you're going to have a favorite appetizer or a favorite dessert. Well, and, and because you don't want to have anything to be ordinary or average, well, shouldn't our customer service experience be the same? Shouldn't we try to have a consistent customer service experience? Like with cooking, we need to make sure that this dish comes out the same every time. It has to be consistent. And it should exceed our expectations, just like customer service. Now, so, and so that's the black tie experience. But here's the key, Peter. This is what I found is I want companies to name it themselves. I mean, I call it the Black Tie Experience, but I work with a company, they call it the Danbury Difference. Okay? Mm -hmm. okay. What I have are, and again, my cooking metaphor, I have four key ingredients to create this black tie recipe on how to achieve this experience where you build your brand ambassadors, your loyal customers. And, and those are the people that can't wait to tell others about how you've made them feel. 
So that's what I'm looking at. So, and so the black tie experience is creating those expectations that people are like, wow, I can't wait to tell others about this. Yeah, I, we all had that wonderful restaurant experience. We've also had that horrible restaurant experience. And, and it even extends out to that. I just, as you're talking, I'm going, I just basically had to fire my dentist because of poor customer service. Now, I like the dentist. The office staff had an attitude, and it wasn't a really good attitude. And the way they spoke to me one day, I went, uh-uh. You just lost a customer. I got the overall customer service versus the black tie customer service. And I think, you know, it, it's in every industry. It's in everywhere. But we need, to, we need each and every opportunity to be a black tie. Absolutely. I mean, it's because it's those little things. So, and, and you just gave a, a great example. So sometimes it is about... Those little things. So, you know, and really, for me, Peter, and I think what separates me, hopefully, from other speakers, trainers, is I focus on two key principles in delivering this black tie customer experience. The first one is service excellence. And I define service excellence is what you know and then what you do with what you know. Okay. So, okay, so, you know, whereas we're going to develop our customer service program. So this is what we know. But then what are we going to do with it? How are we going to train our staff so that we don't have that rude experience? So it's, so, so it's really creating this level of excellence, which should be here every time. So it's what we know and then what we do with what we know. But then the hospitality, this is what people sometimes don't remember. It's the hospitality quotient is how we do it. I mean, we can create a great service excellence, but if, or, but if we're angry when we do it, or we don't make that, that personal connection, we're losing out on that hospitality touch. Man, you just threw me back to a number of years when you and I were having a conversation, and I said, you know, when I get in front of audiences, I ask them what business they're in, especially counties, they give me the audit, the tax, the consulting, blah, blah, blah. And I keep saying, that's a byproduct. The business you're in, you're in the people business. But then you said, Pete, we're in the, yes, we are in the people business, but we're also in the hospitality business, no matter what industry we're in. And bingo, you're always right about that. Well, right. And think about this. Your product or service is a commodity. And right. I can get it anywhere, right? I mean, right. CPAs, investments, banks, whomever, I can get that anywhere. What I can't get is that personal connection of how you're going to make me feel. Right. And so when we have a great meal and a great dining ex experience, gosh, 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 we feel wonderful. Like, wow, I want to do this again. And so why not? So let's, so let's have some fun. Let's cook. Okay. And let's talk about how this, this all ties in together. Okay, this is going to be fun. All right. Cool. So I'm going to get started. But before I start, I'm not going to cook. Two things. Here's the first thing I have to do. So while this is my uniform, the black tie, I, I, I don't wear this when I cook. Okay. And you, know, you know how impressive that is? That that's not a clip-on tie. That's a tie on tie. I mean. Okay, it's what I do. So I'm going to put on my other uniform. 
Just my chef. Now, let me tell you, for all your audience out there, I'm not a chef, okay? I don't claim to be one, but this is to protect my outfit, okay? So, cool. that I learned how to cook by, as I said earlier, by watching my chefs. It, it, Peter, it, it's amazing. I mean, like you, I mean, I got started out in the restaurant business from uncles. So I, so, so I probably started at age 14 and washing dishes and all that stuff. And just, just watching, observing, listening, just it's, it started to become second nature for me. And I was telling a good friend of mine uh, or about this, he said, I said, yeah, you know, I'm not a chef. He's like, no, stop right there. In my business, he said, you had the final say on every menu item. Ooh, I like that. I, ooh, it's, it, oh, yes. I, I, I just grabbed my martini glass. I figured since we're having the black tie experience, I might have a little, even though it's 1025 in the morning, that I have a little martini with my buddy Bob. Thank you. I wish I had one. <laughs> uh, but, but I had a final say on every menu item that came out of my restaurants, my catering operations, and so I knew what it meant to have a high-quality meal that tastes good, that looks good. And, and then I just started practicing, which isn't the same. I mean, that's the same with customer service. We have to practice. We have to role play. Right. But, so here's what we're going to do. So I have four key ingredients of creating the black tie customer service experience. The first one is we don't do any cooking. Right? It's about building a foundation of hospitality or creating a culture of welcome. So in the cooking world, you see all my ingredients here. I have to make sure that I have all the right ingredients in place, prepped out, ready to go. And I have to make sure, because that's really my foundation of this recipe, are these ingredients. And I have to make sure, because if I put too much garlic in this, that could be, whew, I mean, it tastes great, but whew, that could be terrible. Or if I don't put enough seasoning in it, it's going to be very bland or average. And no one likes bland or average food. So, but it's the same with your business. So when I train companies and I speak at conferences, the first question I ask is, what's the foundation of your company like? Bob, our building size. No, no, no. Your culture is your foundation. What is, or what's your culture like? And I believe that the key ingredients that make up your culture are core values, vision, mission, purpose, how well do you promote these and live these and walk the walk and talk the talk so everybody in your company is ingrained with these key ingredients? And But then the second part of it is built on hospitality, that, that culture welcome. So that last key ingredient to your culture are your people. So what do you do to ingrain your people? Do they feel empowered? Do they feel appreciated, valued, and engaged? I, I know we all talk about that. But Peter, you and I both know that the number one reason people leave companies typically is because they're undervalued and underappreciated. Exactly. Well, so with cooking, you got to make sure you got the right ingredients in place before we start cooking. So I do, because the last thing I want to do is run around here like, oh my gosh, I forgot the garlic. I forgot the basil. I'm running around here like crazy. And then I just throw something together and it doesn't turn out. Right. So that's principle number one. But now we're going to start cooking with principle number two. And principle number two is about your standards of excellence, creating your standards of excellence. So 
I know you can't see this that well, but this here is my standard of excellence for this dish. This is my recipe okay. and I got to follow. So I'm okay. going to start cooking here. So I'm, so I'm turning on when it works. Hope we can see the flame there. Turn it on my saute pan or, or, or for the heat. Or, or one quick cooking tip. Most people make this mistake is that they will turn the heat on with, with the pan on and put the oil in right away and then throw whatever they want in cooking. Well, you're making that or those ingredients do a lot more work. So, or, so heat the pan up first, then take your oil and let that oil get heated up. Mix it around here. I, I like how you measure, just like me. Oh, whatever you Well, trust me, but everything else here is, is <laughs> measured on this recipe. So, or, so then when this gets heated up, I'm gonna follow my, my steps of service, which that's okay. what this is. This is a standard of excellence. My recipe is a standard of excellence, which has to be consistent every single time. So I'm following my steps over companies. What are your steps of service to create a great customer service experience? So I'm throwing in my squash and zucchini, got my peppers and onions, and you probably can't hear this, but it's already starting to sizzle, which is that's what we want. We want that, or that heat to start coming through because it's going to make the cooking process go a little bit better. So I'm going to let that simmer here for a little bit. Now I'm going to put my seasoning in. So I use a mixture of a sea salt or kosher salt and black pepper. I, I, table salt. Table salt for baked potatoes and corn on the cob. Sea okay. salt has a much more robust flavor when it comes to cooking. So it calls for about a teaspoon. Making sure I have that correct. Uh, I haven't seasoned the taste. It's about half a teaspoon, teaspoon. Putting it in. I'm taking my dried basil. And now let me show you, Peter, uh, or again, this is what I learned from my chefs mm. just by watching, but so you see chefs do this, but I'm going to mix up my vegetables. I'll get a little extra flame going there with the olive oil jumping on the burner. Nice. So it's all in the wrist action, all in the wrist action. But again, the only way that I learned that was by watching my guys cook. Yeah. Yeah. So this is getting mixed up. So while we're or, or while this is going on, I, or what I talk with people about is your steps of service. Do your employees know what your steps of service are on how to work with a brand new customer, on how to work with a prospect, on how to work with a loyal customer? And are we involving our people in the recipe? Because in, because in my business, when I had my event and catered business, we had one opportunity to wow our customers. I couldn't go back, hey, Peter, I'm sorry that we ruined your 50th anniversary for your company. You know, the food wasn't good. Uh, we didn't follow the recipes right away. Yeah, it's, it's no big deal, right? No, everything had to be consistent because we wanted to exceed those expectations. The only way we could be consistent was by practicing over and over and over. So that's what we should be doing. So you didn't use the Allen Iverson approach, right? <laughs> well, and let me throw this quote at you from from Coach K, you know Coach K. Yeah, yeah. Here's what he says. Champions play as they practice. Create a consistency of excellence in all your habits. So before we get out on the floor, 
you got to practice. Right. Oh, one last thing to this recipe on, on this step is I'm going to throw in my minced garlic. Now, I turned down my heat to, to put my garlic in, and I'm going to explain why. See, garlic heats up real quick. And if you put garlic on high heat along with the walnuts, they're going to burn. And one of the worst tastes you can have on a dish is burnt garlic. You know, great. I mean, you guys yeah. do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, you, there's not, you cannot put enough garlic in a Greek dish for a Greek person. <laughs> the heat's down low. I got the walnuts in. Can you smell this, by the way? I don't know if, if my computer has those special powers, but trust me, it, it smells incredible. <laughs> I wish we were doing this live in your kitchen. <laughs> I know. Now, here's the last thing. Here's the fresh spinach. Yum. Now, there's only one job that fresh spinach has when you put it to high heat. It wilts. Right. That's what you to do. And so you want it to wilt. Now, you can put in as much fresh spinach as you want. It doesn't matter because it's going to turn down to nothing. But I followed my recipe. How many companies just wing it when it comes to customer service and, and yeah. service training? And then the key with this recipe is we used to go back and revisit it six months later. Okay, how is this measured? You know, we have to measure our customer service training. Do people love this dish from our catering company? No, why not? Well, they said it's too much this, not enough that. Okay, let's change the recipe. You know, we have to revisit our training and take it so that it's so it's always consistent. So that's step two. Okay. Now we move to step three because we're almost ready to eat. So that's the big impact, right? We want to make this big impact. So now my third key ingredient is enhancing the experience through impact points. So let me tell you my definition of an, of an impact point is anytime someone comes in contact with your brand before, during, or after they make a purchase from you. Now I put the word purchase in air quotes because they may not make a purchase based on what they see, hear, touch, feel, or, or, or they could leave your business. You just had a great example. The impact point with your dental office was how they treated you. Right. That is subconscious impression in your mind to say, I'm done. I'm going somewhere else. Right. So this dish needs to make an impact point. And so got the heat off, and now I'm going to plate this dish up. And... I'm so watching you do all of this that, you know, questions aren't even popping in my head. I'm just thinking, this is so cool. <laughs> but I, I love the metaphor that you're using here with your four pieces of, of your business into cooking. I think that's it's brilliant that you've come up with that during a pandemic that you had this time to sit and think, and how can I do something different that nobody else is doing and tie it into your business? Well, thank you, and I get so excited about talking about this that I forgot the key ingredient was the pasta. But wait a minute, there's something wrong with this dish here. I had a little bit of oil, I put the pasta in. Now I cooked my pasta ahead of time, and now I'm gonna heat up that pasta. And I was, I was wondering about the pasta. You know, I got yellow, the green, the orange, with the pasta, I mean, this, this looks 
really good. And like I said earlier, it's great tasting for you. But now I'm ready to do the impact one. So now I'm going to take this and I'm going to create this dish. Now, mm -hmm. keep in mind that, you know, we did about 7,000 events over the course of my career as a caterer and event planner. And I can tell you one thing, Peter, people leave with their eyes first. Absolutely. That's a very good point. And same with looking at, at business. I mean, they, or they look at your business, whether it's online, your lobby, your restroom. So now here's what we're going to do. So I'm going to add my low-fat mozzarella cheese to this. Oh. And I'm going to top it. I'm going to bring this up. Yes, please. The audience, one, the ones who watch it on YouTube need to see this. Oh, my God. Whoops. <laughs> that looks, oh, and that looks wonderful. I'm, and it's like 1028 right now, so it's getting close to lunch. I know what I'm doing when we're done. <laughs> this is making me so hungry. That looks wonderful. Well, thank you. So, for, or, so here's how I, I want to tie this in to your business. Mm -hmm. So this makes an impact, doesn't it, for you? I mean, right. 20, well, in your business, or what I tell companies is that in this state, so or so you have your culture down, okay, it's solid. You have your steps of service, you have that recipe. Now you're now springing into action. So now what I tell companies is you now have to become a customer in your business. What does your customer see, hear, feel, touch, taste? What are those impact points? So there's two types, real quick. First one is what I call business branded impact points which are everything surrounding your business, your website, marketing mm -hmm. materials, signage, lobby, conference room, front desk, restrooms. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. That's the first one. So we always have to keep looking because here's the key, Peter. People, your customers or your prospects, if your website doesn't look good, they're not even going to contact you. Right. You don't even know you missed out on that. So, but you can have the most beautiful building, the most beautiful website in the world. But if you're missing the second impact point, which is called behavior-based impact points, you're losing out. And, and that's a fancy term for your people. So you can have the best impact points, but now you get someone to like, what? That's not my job. I can't help you. I guess. I don't know. Right? We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how do your people look, act, speak in, in, on the phone, in an email, in front of customers, prospects? All these things make a subconscious impact in the minds of a consumer. And so real quick, I, I have an exercise that I can work with our uh, you know, companies on it's called the good could should exercise go into your business and look at all those impact points your parking lot what's your parking lot look like is it filthy what's the front door of your business look like those are subconscious so write down all all this of all the things that you're doing good oh the floors look great break room looks great blah 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 great let's keep it up write down the things that could be better oh my gosh gosh we really should look at the lighting Oh, yeah, we could do something with that. Then, oh my gosh, we really should do something with this. It's our 
invoicing, it's our signage, it's our website. Make that change because your customers will see it. And just like you said, you changed your dentist. I'm curious, did you let your dentist know that you're no longer gonna be there? I am going to let him know. I am going to bypass the gatekeepers and basically write him in a letter and old snail mail and have it addressed to him. Right. Well, most people don't. What they'll do is they'll say, okay, I'm done. I'm going somewhere else. Why haven't you come back to our business? Eh, found somebody else. Thanks. Yeah. Nice day. Yeah. yeah. So that's the third one. Now, we're going to be ready to eat here, and I'm not going to eat in front of you, but if I would, <laughs> eat in front of you. This is the fourth point, or the fourth key ingredient is taking those customers and transforming them to brand ambassadors. Okay, so you heard my definition of brand ambassador. Someone can't wait to tell the story of how you make right. it. Right. So your brand ambassadors, those are your loyal customers who are going to stick with you no matter what. Now, Bob, how important are loyal customers? I mean, we know the answer, but you know what, Bob? I got to keep going out and, and getting new customers. Absolutely, you do. Right. However, why not let your loyal customers do the marketing with you? So there's a study done by a company called the Temkin Group. And here's one of the key things that, that they said. Loyal customers are four times more likely to refer you to their friends, families, associates. Well, think about that for a second. You, you take 10 brand ambassadors in your company. Now, brand ambassadors are, are more demanding, and they should be because they're loyal. Right. But what would 40 new prospects look like for your business, who, by the way, have been pre-qualified because they've already heard the story of, right. you've got to go into this company. Right. How, and so I ask companies, how many could you close out of 40? 30? Probably. What would 30 new customers look like for a business right now? Yeah. Right? That's the power of brand ambassadors. So how do you get them to that stage? Because, my well, gosh, I got them as a customer. Well, now how do you retain them? Well, there's some concepts that I talk about on how to retain them. Here's, here's just a few that I'll share. Number one is how do you personalize the experience for them? Not, not only personalize it from the business standpoint of, of having this CRM or this spreadsheet on how they like their product delivered how they like their invoicing, who gets the invoicing, who is the key contact person, or what time should the product be there, a window, whatever it is, you know that, write it down so that everybody on your team knows that you're personalizing that experience. But then here's the second part of it, is how well do you know them so you can personalize even further? I mean, what's their favorite sports team? Like, what's their favorite beverage? Do you know the names of their spouse and children? and birthday, but here's the black tie. Wait, wait, here's the black tie. It's, you know what, anybody can send a birthday card. Here's the black tie. You wanna go to the black tie? Send them a card on the anniversary date that they became a client of yours. Because guess what? They don't know. Right. It's in the CRM. Hey, Peter, thank yeah. you so much. It's been two years today that you became a customer. Thank you. We appreciate your loyalty. Here's your favorite bottle of wine. Bada boom. That, those are stories that travel farther. And then one more real quick one is how well do you anticipate the needs of your customers? Your I mean, I'll, I'll everybody, but with your brand ambassadors, 
you should know them better than they know themselves. Uh, about your business, I mean, in our business, I, I customers tell me all the time, Peter, you think it's so easy for us. You take care of all the details. Everybody just is knows exactly what to do. I, I, I have no worry when it comes to working with your company. That's because we anticipated and we were proactive in making sure that every detail was taken care of. Because the last thing you want to do is be the opposite of proactive and be reactive. Right. Now, I am so sorry that we screwed up your delivery. You know, I, I saw it here that this was, was it was supposed to be, but you know, that was Charlie's fault. But Bob, Charlie hasn't worked here for three years. I know, but it's still his fault, you know, because he didn't take it off. Yeah. Stop apologizing and anticipate the needs because anticipatory service, I think, is one of the highest levels of service mm-hmm. you can offer. I agree with everything that you're saying, and I, I believe that. But also, there's one additional thing that we are human. And we will mess up at some point during the, their experience. It's that being humble and apologetic and not really blaming anybody, but I'm going to make it right for you plus more. Absolutely. Well, because here's the key. So that goes back to your steps of service. Mm-hmm. In fact, your employees know how to work with an unhappy client. Because typically what happens is once somebody gets unhappy, oh, wait a minute, I can't help you. Let me pass the buck somewhere else. That frustrates that customer. Yes, but I agree to 100%. Well, yesterday, I was doing this for an organization yesterday, and someone, as I talked about that last step, someone said, Bob, let me tell you just a quick story. I was at a restaurant. We were at a table, kind of in the back. We're trying to talk about business. It was too noisy. I just mentioned something to the waitstaff person. Next thing you know, the manager comes over, moves us with, you know, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we're sorry about that. Here's a complimentary bottle of wine for your evening. She's like, well, I didn't have a challenge. No, no, that's okay. That's what we want to do. So they were empowered to make that decision because that's okay. Yes, we screwed up, but here's how we're going to make it right. Right. I, I don't, you probably know this, but it's either the Ritz Carlton or Four Seasons that empower their people where they can make decisions up to $400 per customer. Well, actually, you know what? So it's the Ritz Carlton. Okay. Or, but it's not $400, it's $2,000. Oh, missed it by that much, as Maxwell Smart would say. So, I mean, think about that. So that goes back to your culture. Right. In, in ingrained this culture into your people that, that they feel empowered and valued to make any customer's experience right. No questions asked. Yeah, I, I, I will admit that during my career as a professional speaker, it, it was all on me. Poor performance. I'll just leave it at that. I didn't even send an invoice. I sent an apology. And just I, I didn't feel I didn't feel like I, I earned it. So I wasn't gonna ask for it. I apologize. This is on me. This will never happen again. Uh, but the, the as you talk about this, there's a new product that I'm offering and I'm giving a money back plus ten percent guarantee. If they're if if it's not transforming the way they think and it's it has it's all around uh, accounting. There's a method that I've learned of accounting that I can teach anybody. 
accounting in six hours and they will walk out not you know hearing the headlights to be going oh that's not my business and i tried this out on somebody who did not would never ever ever take an accounting course not good in math gave me all the reasons and i said i'll give you money back plus 10 percent she goes, okay i'll sit for six hours and listen to you and was transformed so that i think that's trying to take it to that black tie experience that you believe in the product so much you believe in what you do that you'll even refund them 100 percent and add 10 percent on top of it i love that i, I you know i mean certainly i've heard of the money back guarantee but i've never heard of the plus 10 percent. so kudos to you that that's impressive well, how I got to there, and, and just to blow sunshine up your chef shirt, uh, was that I was thinking about the black tie experience. I mean, we've had a number of conversations over the last four or five years, and I just thought, what, because I know that accounting has a bad image, and I know people, you know, and I can guarantee the money back, but I went, you know what? I believe in it, and I can do it, and I want to do the black tie. Let's bump it up to 10% if I can't deliver, which, Clearly keeps me on my toes. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, but but that whole thought process is, it goes back to you, my friend. Yeah. So I mean, this is it. I mean, so you know, you want to get to that stage where just on the culinary end, so that the meal, or, or not only the meal, looks great and tastes great, but that the entire experience is something that people will not only remember, but refer. Or come back and say, hey, hey, Bob, can you make that dish again? Well, that was incredible last time we came over your house. And, and you had all the, you know, I mean, it, it, it was a perfect setting. Well, that's how it should be with our businesses. And I know most of us do a, a pretty good job at this, but, but how can we get to that next level of not only meeting the expectations, but exceeding them so that we now start garnering more brand ambassadors? Think about this. The more brand ambassadors we have, the more they do the marketing for us. Mm -hmm. And if they can refer us to new customers, that means we see an increase in revenue, profit, retention, loyalty. And we're not doing the marketing and sales. They are. Right. Word of mouth is huge. And we get to that by putting these four key ingredients together. Now, why I have these four was this is how I put this together in all of my businesses. You know, this was the recipe that we used to create the black tech experience. We didn't call it that back then, but but this is what we used to or to really create our loyal customers. And Peter, in the 15 years that I own my event and catering company, I, I mean, I had customers that were with me for 12, 13, 14, 15 years. And it got to the point where they would make a phone call to say, hey, Bob, here's the next event. I trust you. Here's my, here's my budget range. Mm -hmm. You take care of it from there. Because they knew. Right. So that was a loyal customer. That was that brand ambassador, who, by the way, then started referring others. Like, you know what? You've got to talk to this guy. Yeah. That'll reduce his company. That's what it's about. So. As we wrap up, I'd like you to state what those four ingredients are again for the audience. So ingredient number one is developing this foundation of hospitality, creating a culture of welcome. Number two is putting together 
your standards of excellence, your steps of service. Number three is enhancing the experience through impact points. And number four is transforming your just satisfied customers to brand ambassadors. Perfect. And I'm not gonna let you go until, how can people find you? How can they contact you? Well, one way is, is if, if you probably type in the black tie guy, you know, something will probably show up, but <laughs> they can reach me through my website. It's my name, bobpakanofsky.com. Spell that if you'd like, or if it'll show up on the, well, yeah, or, or, you know, for your audio listeners, it's uh, P-A-C-A-N-O-B-S-K-Y. So Bob, so, or it's bobpakanofsky.com, and the email is my name, it's bob at bobpakanofsky.com. And my phone number, and I travel the country, but I'm in Akron, Ohio. It's 330-352-6084. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those. So if you do contact Bob, I would appreciate it if you would let him know that you heard it from this podcast episode. That would be great. Uh, Bob, I, I can't thank you enough. I am starving now. I'm going to finish my martini here, and then I've got my Dunkin' Donuts coffee that's going to chase it so I get through the rest of the day. Uh, but it's been a pleasure. I've had more fun than I have on a podcast. I have fun on all my podcasts, but once again, you took it to that whole different black tie experience with the whole kitchen and everything. So thank you very much. I can't wait to sit down and have a conversation face-to-face -face without a computer screen with you. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I, I, you know, I thoroughly enjoy this. I, I want to get back out onto the, to the stage, as I know you do too. Mm -hmm. This is the next best thing. I am offering this on a virtual end that if people want to do this and then they can cook right along with me in their kitchens. Uh, we do some team building or training like this and it's a fun, interactive and, and by the way, very tasty. <laughs> very tasty. It's just something different that beats the same old, same old when it comes to virtual meetings. So, hey, you know, somebody wants to, I, 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 I would love to be here. I love to cook and be happy to help. That's awesome. Thank you so very much. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you, Peter. I can't thank Bob enough for creating the cooking demonstration to demonstrate what it takes to provide that black tie experience. That was so much fun. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Remember to subscribe to and share this podcast episode with a friend. I will conclude this with an improv quote that's fitting for this interview. No one will ever follow you down the street if you're carrying a banner that says, Onward towards mediocrity. Stay positive. Test negative. Be safe. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.